Bradley presents A Christmas Outside Belonging Starring Maria as Granny Nickelmint Gina as Peter Libby as June Summers Mike as Guy DeLaus and Danny as Max Does anyone have like a good opening narration for like describing a, a small town in the throes of the Christmas season? Danny, I feel like, I mean, I could hobble through one, but something tells me that probably the most adept at a long-winded, uh, <laughs> not, not, long, not long-winded in a negative no, no. way, but like- Long-winded no is valid. Thing. You've all played games with me. You know how I can be. I will accept long-winded. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually start by uh, picking up the small town happenings card. Uh, for my pick two, I'm going to say really into Christmas. Like, not merely as an aesthetic element that, like, we've decorated for the season. Like, Christmas is this town's thing. Uh, for the second one, I'm going to pick Everybody Knows Everybody. Mm. So we'll kind of start kind of like camera panning down from like a beautiful, like clear grayish blue winter sky uh, to the small town of Hokey Omensville, which as usual has gone all out for the holiday season. They've decorated the gondola. Well, they've, they've de- a decorated land gondola is, is going up the hill just strong with with wreaths and candy canes and that like that fake icing the like the little like shredded like sparkly plastic like all of that's just kind of chucked all over the gondola and you know the the town itself has kind of decorated the light posts and maybe a light dusting of of snow from a like a, a recent snowfall, like not not heavy, not enough necessarily to like block traffic or anything. Just a a, a pleasant white coating on uh, everything in the town, uh, and you see uh, Max, uh, like kind of running along uh, a few paces ahead of Peter. Uh, Max is maybe twelve years old, has kind of like a a page boy haircut like kind of shoulder length on the sides and a little like bang straight across. Uh, she's got like like little blue leggings with kind of snowflake patterns on them and uh, a poofy pair of black shorts and a pink puffy jacket on. And she's kind of like running down Main Street like, come on, Peter, come on. You don't want to miss it. Okay, okay. I'm following uh, Peter, like I said, uh, looks like a uh, K-pop star, uh, androgynous K-pop star, is wearing Ugg boots and um, a down jacket. You know, the one that goes down to like mid-thigh or whatnot? Mm. And uh, would really appreciate a hat, but that would mess up his hair. Uh, so is settling for some, uh, I guess, Adidas earmuffs. Um, yes. And uh, is, is holding... Uh, I'm guessing like a, a Starbucks uh, mug, but it's one of those like ones where the reusable, so it has Starbucks brand, but it's probably like coffee from the house, from the you know, um, yeah, homemade coffee in it, and it's uh, hurrying uh, 
to Max in a um, runner, is it Walker's Jog or whatever you call it. Yeah, uh, Max kind of leads you to, it's one of the the lower hills that uh, like overlooks uh, a small section of town where the, the various like townspeople like are constructing some of the the puppets for the parade that's happening later this month. Like you can see a lot of like wooden frames and things that like are are vaguely humanoid and soon to be covered with with paper mache and, and then painted in these kind of fantastic holiday displays. Turning around, waiting for you to arrive. It's like this is what I was talking about, right? This is what Christmas is in this town. Is everybody makes these these really big puppets and. Uh, like like make up the gondolas and and everybody like like stands and watch them go by and and sometimes they throw candy and <coughs> Max kind of starts coughing a bit and like starts patting in the pockets of their jacket uh, looking for their special medicine. How quaint! Which one belongs to your family? Like dry swallowing a pill. Oh, um, my mom's gonna be on on the. The ornament hook float. Um, the, theirs is actually up in the factory because it's it's usually the the biggest one. It, it's funny they they used to kind of like throw ornament hooks from the crowd, but some uh, kind of accidents happened from that, so they don't do that anymore. But you know, there, there's waving and there's uh, there's this like this dancing ornament hook. It's really funny. Point. And and you do this for each other. It's not because there are are tourists to perform for. Or anything? Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes some tourists come, but really, it's just sort of like about the town and and everybody coming together and like working for like just having a, a big party and like makes everybody happy. But everyone's already here all the time. You see each other all the time. You run into the same people all the time. Why do you need an extra elaborate excuse to be together? I mean, we don't all always see each other like this, you know, it, in a way it's like life is a paradise to what we fear of death, you know, like the, the, the things we do here, they, they remind us that we're alive and happy because the, the alternative is, is that we're not. <laughs> you sure aren't. <laughs> I'm gonna take a token just for my gra- general attitude that I'm acting like I'm better than this. Yeah, yeah. You, you've said how quaint like yes. three times. <laughs> and like uh, for the other players who are uh, politely staying silent, this is a good time to pick up a scene element and add some drama into an otherwise pretty dry exchange between a child and a confused uh college student Mm -hmm. yeah no i I guess i guess i was thinking you were gonna go to somewhere where somebody might no you gotta show up yourself Mm -hmm. take the initiative and say i am here or add to it this is this is experienced players leaving a a window open for for others to jump in okay uh so you have, uh, Danny, you have Small Town Happenings picked up, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, all right, so I can't pick that up. Um, but, like, if I'm going to interact with a townie, then I would put it down, because uh, it has the put down when you need to speak to a townie. Right. I mean, what I would want to do is uh, send you off to to the diner and see who's there. Okay. 
I, I can be like, let's go to the diner and, and get some lunch from my dad. Sounds like a wonderful plan. Lead the way. Uh, am I treating you like an equal in which I am uh, listening to your plans and letting you lead me to dictate um, our, you know, um, agenda, uh, schedule, itinerary? I mean, I think so. Like you're, you're kind of letting me, uh, like show you around town, like treating me as a source of knowledge. Yep, yoink, another token for me. Uh, what's the scene in Rudy's diner like? Uh, scene in Rudy's diner. It, it's a, uh, it's lunchtime. Uh, so. Uh, a lot of the shop owners are sitting around uh, quickly eating, you know, pre-made sandwiches. Uh, you know, it's only a half hour for lunch. So so Justin from the Tourist Bureau is sitting here and uh, uh, Clyde from the uh, the Lucky Duck uh, and uh, Tina from the hardware store. They're all sort of uh, enjoying their lunch uh, quietly, reading through their papers. Some of them are doing crossword puzzles. You're just trying to get things done. Mm-hmm. Before they go back in, Rudy standing behind the counter, uh, just making sure nobody uh, needs anything else before they go, and you know, waiting to uh, uh, tidy up, you know, spray down the tables. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna sit in a booth as close to Tina as possible because I think she's just the coolest. Oh, son, uh, you weren't gonna come up and uh, say hello? Is that a uh, is that Peter I see with you? Hi. Peter, how are you enjoying town? Um, well, Max showed me the puppets uh, you guys make as an excuse to be closer together. Um, and it was very nice. And um, I would like uh, a soup, please. Something spicy. Do you have that? You know how this works. You've been here many times. You order the soup of the day from the board. We have minestrone, uh, and then we have the classic chicken noodle that we have every day. Spicy, we have chili pepper flakes here on the counter for you to add as you like to up your spiciness level. But since when have you liked spicy? I noticed that if I don't order something spicy here or in general, everything tastes quite bland. My spicy is different from your spicy, let's put it that way. Um, I'll have the chicken noodle. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, okay. Um Dang, you think our home cooking's bland? Uh My dad right. thinks you're really like cultured and stuff. Uh one bird in the water. Mm. Oh, uh, and man. um can I have some wet naps, please? Wet naps? Yes, to clean the utensils. But I well I clean the <laughs> Utensils, we put them through the the, wa- the dishwasher in the back. There's some, you know, we get the sandy solution that, that you know, that runs on the last cycle there. Yes, but I, then uh, I see your servers are handling them with their hands afterwards and touching the okay. part that's going to touch yeah. my mouth. So I would just feel better if I cleaned them myself. Sally, will you go give me a, a cup of uh, water with some sandy solution in it? You don't have back. wet naps? You know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just leave it. It's fine. Should we be stop stocking wet naps? Is that something we should? No one's ever asked for that before, but I don't maybe it's the right thing to do. I don't well, know. I mean, we we had them when we had the rib special that one time. Are you sure we don't you don't have any left in the, the storeroom? Well, yeah, but those were just napkins with hot water <laughs> on. I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I let the power of my imagination to get away with me there. <laughs> Did you just want uh, some napkins with some hot water and lemon on them? Okay, yeah, that? sure. Fine. Okay, all right. Uh, Rudy uh, prepares that and delivers it to the table. Along with uh, the chicken noodle soup and a... Uh, cheeseburger. And your usual cheeseburger. You ordered the same thing every day. I didn't think I needed to ask, but you know, maybe I should have. I contain multitudes. That's not Shakespeare. Oh, okay. I'll have to tell your mother. Rudy uh, sweats a little and, uh, and walks back behind the counter and makes a note. Wet naps. Spicy <laughs> <Spacey laughs> sauce on, on a little uh, uh, a sheet. <laughs> that he, he's got going. So, uh, Guy, I think, walks into this scene as it's playing out and um, comes up to the counter and says, uh, uh, my assistant called ahead to uh, speak with the owner, and uh, so I'm here to uh, complete that meeting. Of course, Guy doesn't have an assistant and didn't call ahead, but just is coming in with the confidence to sort of disarm the situation or put people on their, their heels. Uh, I'm here to speak with the owner. Uh, I have a bit of business with uh, the acquisition that we uh, arranged. Uh, well, that's me. You don't need to holler it from across the room. Come on over. Uh, coming on over. Uh, so uh, one of the things that I was noticing about your um, establishment here is um, I think we could make a number of upgrades to make this place look more like an authentic small town diner mm -hmm. this wall over here behind the counter for example i would tear that down we could build it back up using sort of the general idea of the flavoring of the vibe that you have got going on here i'd like to take out this stainless steel counter here and replace it with some real stainless steel uh so that's sort of what i've got in mind for you uh, here um this apron kind of situation you've got going on um I've got a couple of supplies coming in to sort of replace these aprons with more um, apron-like aprons than you have in mind here. You, uh, you're on board with all this, right? What? What? what, what I mean, I. Uh, uh, well, uh, sorry. What did you want to do to the wall? Oh, this wall back here—that that sort of uh, brickwork that you have there. Uh huh. Um, I want to take that brickwork out and replace it with uh, like a brick wall. Um, I think that's going to be more authentic there, and and also your mannerisms. I I like that. What I want to do is, um, I've got a fellow uh, coming in a little bit later on the the chopper. Uh, his name's Rudy, and I think that he would be a better face for the company than. I appreciate what you personally are trying to do here, but uh, we need more of a, a Rudy-like face for uh, for this um, diner. How much more authentic Rudy can a Rudy be than me, Rudy? Right. Let, let's leave the business to the businessman, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I I appreciate what you're doing here, but but uh, I'm I'm trying to run sort of like a diner here. I think that's going to be more appropriate for the town. So. Um, if you just want to wait in the back, I'll bring in a Rudy. Uh, Rudy just, his mind is totally overwhelmed and he takes his notepad, which he's been writing improvements down on this whole time, thinking that he had great ideas and, uh, and, uh, and wants to look over it once more before, mm -hmm. uh, before Guy talks to yeah, him again. I'm, I'm going to pick up the city and I'm going to say it's two things, um, is big opportunities 
and um, easy answers. This business has been struggling for a while, and uh, you've been working on your feet in this restaurant for like over 20 years, and you're getting pretty tired, and this offer that Yi is giving you is, you know, someone else working the restaurant um, and uh, possibly, you know, like uh, taking care of your some of your financial burdens, where it seems like you're stressing out about all these uh, changes at the restaurant needs and you were just hairy by not having wet naps and you're like maybe it'll just be easier for to let Guy take over yeah rudy's thinking back on on how how much this place is meant for the town it's been everybody comes here it's a meeting place it's you know it's where everybody talks and gathers it's you know everybody gets hot chocolate here as they go out to watch the parade you know every thanksgiving is you know feast is made here every year for those who don't have families to cook for i mean this is really a part of the community and it's a part of our world and to have someone come in and overhaul it maybe it would be more profitable maybe it would work better but is that really gonna be what rudy the third and rudy jr and rudy senior really felt like this place was about it's a struggle because you know it would be great to have a little more free time and to be able to send max to a great school you know outside of the valley somewhere you know somewhere that's not this failing town but but where are the responsibilities what is the importance what does this mean so i'm gonna can i pick up two just to togetherness and celebration and tradition. Oh, all oh, the moves. Yeah, you can you can yeah. do the moves. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to actually play the game. <laughs> uh, are you Are you kind of letting this conflict show on your face, Rudy? Absolutely, conflict showing on my face. I've gone into the back to and taken my tablet, where I've been writing down ideas of my own to try to figure out how to fix the diner. That just I don't know. Maybe aren't as adequate as they need to be and i'm I'm sitting in the back uncomfortable okay um i'm gonna spend my token to use the move demonstrate wisdom beyond your years and like max kind of hops up from her cheeseburger like kind of comes up like dad dad it's okay wisely and slowly they stumble that run fast you don't need to make a decision right here what about uh miss summers over at the credit union like if if we're having money problems, I think maybe they could help us out. I know, but but if I don't have the right ideas, the money's not going to do any good, right? I'm just saying that we need to explore other options here. We we know what we are, but know not what we may be. <laughs> okay, Mister D. Laos, is it okay if we if we wait a little while? Like my 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 dad really likes to to think about things before making any any big changes like like tearing down walls and stuff in my experience thinking is really best left to the experts so um i don't know that uh, time is really going to help it's time is very much not on your side uh speaking of sides uh you know i find that a diner, an authentic diner, should really be on the other side of the street. So I'll be uh, having uh, some of my Rudy's come in. Uh, we can take this place down, 
and uh, move it to the other side. That's that's going to be better. Okay, I think that the door opens and a very cheery bell jingles and June walks in. Maybe like passing pa- passing by Guy on the way out. Yeah, I think so. Tiny little flicker of happiness on Guy's face. I don't think it super registers. Not because of any like bad feeling that she has towards Guy. Um, but rather because her eyes are always for her people. Um, and the the diner is full of her people. And she goes in and she, I think, like, comes into the end of the previous conversation is like, what are we talking about sides? Yeah, I'll have some sides. I'll have some cornbread mm-hmm. and maybe a little salad or some such thing. And some of the chicken noodle soup. Chop these yellow mash and uh, and uh, a wet bird. <laughs> Love the diner slang. I'll tell you what, Rudy. Your shorthand for what a chicken noodle soup is is different every time I order it. What, you guys have like a conference at the beginning of the day or something and come up with the new slogan for what a chicken noodle soup is? Oh, no, I... There are only so many things on the menu. It's just a little fun. Me and the me and the other guys have. Uh, it's just to, it's just to keep things lively. I can't fault you for that. I think that she walks over to the table with Max and Peter. Hi, Miss Summers. Well, hey there, Max. How's it going, my friend? Oh, it's doing good. I was just showing Peter the floats. Oh, terrific, Peter. How'd you find them? Oh, the the floats, yes. Um, they were interesting. They were still being made, so I don't know. Is this like some kind of town artisanal craft that's uh, some kind of, you know, uh, that you specialize in this paper? What did you call it, Max? Uh, paper matching? Maché? Maché. Maché. It's French. Oh, it's French. So you imported it from France, the paper. To make the floats. Um. Anyways, it's quite quaint. I cannot wait to see the final product. I'm glad to hear that it was to your taste in any capacity. To have a, a cultured young man such as yourself find something of value in our town is it's music to my ears one way or the other. So, Miss Summers, I don't, I don't know if you heard, but that that guy you passed... Uh, he, he was talking about, like, making all kinds of changes to Rudy's. Like, new walls and new, new Rudy's? Well, for, first and foremost, I think it's pronounced gee, not guy. And gives, like, a bunch of just, like, dumb joke nudges <laughs> to Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he seems like a nice enough fellow. He's got some really strange ideas about what's best for Hokie Omensville. Are the ideas any stranger than how Rudy runs the restaurant itself uh, as far as the constantly changing shorthand uh, for food orders? You know, I cannot tell one from the other. They both seem equally strange, and I, I don't know if the way Rudy running the place you know, is any stranger than the way he is proposing to run the place. Well, now, what does the shorthand have to do with you? Just, have you ever gotten a wrong order here? I mean, 
I I didn't know when I was ordering chicken dumplings that they didn't, you know, that your dumplings were uh, bread noodle things. Uh, I so I, I don't think you got the order. It doesn't have anything to do with the shorthand. I don't know what dumplings are here in this town is bread noodles. What did you what? I'm sorry. What what are chicken and dumplings except for chicken floating and chicken broth with a. Uh, Floury noodles, a little carrot, a little celery. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying to get used to your cuisine. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sorry. You can ask me any questions you like. I, I just, I don't know why you need to redo my whole, uh, my whole spot. Just, I, I'm just still trying to figure it out. I do. I don't know. The stainless steel was a good suggestion. It'll make the place look cleaner. Yeah. It was. It really was. That was a really good suggestion. I'm just not sure about all the other stuff, you know? I just don't want to take the the heart out of this place. Especially right before Christmas, you know? I don't think that you or anybody else has to make any hard decisions today. Especially not with the parade coming up in the next X number of days. Um... (laughs) All right, I'm going to pull the Christmas magic card. I think we should move out of the diner. Um, let's have something delightful happen outside. Fresh winter snow starts falling out of the windows of the diner. It's a, a harbinger of of magical things to come. Uh, the beautiful Christmas season has come upon us. I can solve the diner scene. That's fine. I'll spend a token to make an extremely generous offer. I'll say, Peter will say, you know, Rudy, uh, why don't I just be an investor? I'll call my family up. We'll uh, invest. Oh, what what does it take to run uh, a couple hundred thousand? Um, and uh, we'll just invest, you know, some cash and flow into the diner. It'll be fine. Grant, I don't know what I'd do with myself if I didn't have this diner here to run. Um but I could use some help, someone who's, you know, learned in a uh, business, you know, maybe to help me make better decisions. And we'll also hire a consultant along with the investment fee. Yeah. And then maybe you could help my maxi here, you know, get into, uh, you know, do what you know, I don't want to tie her to, you know, just this. If that's not what she wants. Like, I, well, I, I like it here. I don't. I don't need to go to a to a, a big fancy school. Hokiomanville High School is good enough for me. And just at that moment, the Hokiomen School marching mm. band <laughs> goes past outside, sprinkling of snow, sliding slightly downhill, but never missing a beat. Yeah, I can. Uh, there, we resolve the scene. Rudy's going to keep the diner. Rudy doesn't have to worry about moving the diner to the other side of the street. It's nice to see you take a little interest in this town, you know? You thinking on staying here a while? I really miss home, but I still have three more years of university. Uh, So I'm adjusting. Well, we'll try to make it the best home away from home that you could want. Yeah, why don't you take a token for uh, making me feel less less, uh, of an outsider? Uh, yeah, we can do like a, a new scene where we fade to, to Maria describing the Christmas magic and then we can set up a new scene. If, if nobody else has an idea, I'd like to maybe do a, a something involving Granny Nickel Mint. I had plenty of airtime, but I am uh, 
Yeah, if you got something, I'm happy for it. If I could get like uh another like someone to to play some other kids, we can kind of do that whole spying on the witch thing. Like as as Granny's walking around town, like just doing perfectly normal business, but okay, I'm, I'm down yeah. for that. Uh, we'll all be kids. Yeah. yeah, I guess to set the scene a little bit, it's it, it's early evening, uh, the same day. Granny Nickelmint has kind of come out of her to to children scary uh, looking house at the the end of the lane, and like has walked into town and is just kind of going about doing her business the snow is still kind of gently falling but like we we've all got our our scarves and mittens on now so we're we're bundled up in the cold and it's all kind of like kid fashion very like bright colors but we're we're trying to remain as sneaky as possible just kind of tailing granny and discussing some of the the rumors and things we've heard about her granny nickelman is just sort of trudging through the snow in her um, slippers and her stained coat. Uh, she's heading towards the uh, hardware store. You know, she's got to get a couple things to winterize the house. I heard Granny Nickelman never gets cold, no matter how cold it is. And that's why she's walking around in slippers and a nightgown while we're all bundled up. And if you touch her, you'll get frostbite because she's already very cold. I, I heard I heard like like her skin is just just like so cold it's like ice and and like if, if she she has to to wear the the big coat and stuff or she'll or like she'll just melt I heard that granny makes the snow come out of her fingers and that's why it snows everywhere I mean she's not everywhere why would it snow everywhere? I heard that Granny Nickelman isn't even really alive. But she's been dead in that house for years, and all that you see is her ghost. I heard that if you look in the mirror, you'll see yourself, but if she looks in the mirror, she sees you. Look, 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 she's she's going into Tina's. Let's follow her inside. Everybody stay quiet. I don't want to be in the same building as Granny Nickelman. What if it starts snowing inside and it snows and it doesn't leave and then we suffocate in the snow because the snow can't be outside? It would be an honorable death. And besides, Tina will protect us. She's got such big muscles. I don't know if I want Tina or I want to be Tina. Max, what are you doing here? What? Um, hurry, we don't want to lose her. Ding. So my kid, by the way, is the viol- uh, the xylophonist from the marching band, and I still have my xylophone around my neck, even though we're trying to be sneaky. <laughs> okay. Ding. Granny Nicholas is at the counter. Uh, we sneak off immediately into one of the aisles. Hello, Tina. I need uh, I need some coal, and uh, I need some uh, some nails, and uh, Tina, some salt. Tina. Okay, so yeah, the the inside of of, of Tina's, you know, it a part of it looks like a, a standard uh, hardware store, and um, like part of it is dedicated to like forging supplies that like has a very small market, but like Tina still stocks it in, like in hoping to kind of 
stir up the hobby uh, amongst the locals. The, there's like a, a rhythmic clanging uh, coming from the back that stops when uh, Granny Nickelman uh, starts uh, calling out. Tina comes out like just wearing just a, a tank top and a, a like a, a thick leather apron that she like looking a got a, a fashionable uh, level of like grit and ash on her. Kind of comes out like takes off these these big gloves. Oh, Granny Nickelman! Hey. Uh, sorry, I was I was kind of kind of banging away in there. You know, you might have to repeat that list to me. I'm sorry. I hope I didn't uh, stop you for something important. I it's cool. I just quenched it. Can they can wait a bit? Just need a couple of things to uh, winterize my home. I I need uh, a couple hundred pounds of coal. Can you have your uh, chop help deliver that tomorrow? I'll pay for it now. Uh, and I'm gonna need some uh, salt for my path. And uh, and some nails. Uh, I've got a few floorboards that are uh, coming up, you know, as the uh, weather changes, you know, every year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you don't have to 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 pay it all now. I, you know, my my guys can can take the money from you when they get there. The way the weather's been, I can't guarantee that you know, like we can get anything up there the next day. Oh, uh, so maybe I'll just take one pound now and. Wait for the rest. I just need a little to stoke my fire for the next day or two till you you all get there. But uh, I'm an old lady. I can't carry too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. If you if you think you can handle it, that's it's not a problem. Um, gonna use the move. Uh, show generosity on thin margins. Like uh, Tina kind of goes over to her stack of like bags of salt and sees just the one there. Uh, hey, hey, I tell you what, Granny, uh, I got another shipment, I'll come in later this week, so, uh, what do you say I, I give you this bag now, and, yeah, when, when the other shipment comes in, in, in a couple of days, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you the two you asked for. You, you can have this one now, free of charge, though. Oh, well, mighty kind of you, I... Uh, you, you've been a loyal customer all these years. Uh, Tina kind of leans in for, a, like, a, a conspiratorial whisper, and... And I, I think we, we've got a bit of an audience right now. Kind of gestures with her eyes to the kids' heads kind of peeking out from around a corner. And I also need a couple of spikes. A couple of spikes to hang up in my kitchen to hang meat on fresh young meat. Ding! <laughs> yeah, a couple more more meat hooks. Gosh, I, I, I sold you so many last time. You, you need more? And can I also get one of those wonderful toy trains that you're always cooking up on the slide to be delivered later? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure thing. And, uh, yeah, a couple of big, sturdy shovels. Good for, good for grave digging. You got it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Here's your money, you harlots. And Granny Nickelman uh, throws some coins across the counter and then also quietly signs the little book agreeing to pay for the rest when it's delivered. Uh, Per the deals of the ancient pact my ancestors made with you a hundred years ago, I am compelled to give you a discount. (laughs) That magic still holds true! <laughs> <laughs> Looks over her shoulder a little bit, 
and then and then collects herself. No, she can't let anything on. She picks up her uh, bag of salt and her pounds of coal, winks at Tina, and uh, starts shuffling out of the shop. That was very good. <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic way to introduce a character. Uh, any ideas for a uh, next scene? Um, we could set up something with a couple of people talking about the planning of the parade. I will say, like, in like a slight break with Christmas movie tradition, we don't really have any romantic storylines. Oh, fair. Do you, do you feel like that's mm. a, a thing we want to either lean toward or away from? No, you gotta have one. You have to. Like it's a Christmas movie. It's mm. necessary. Yeah. So, who, so who's our who's our most likely couple then? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Who are we pairing together? And and it can be in an NPC and a and a PC or whatever. Two PCs. Yeah. If we want to lean into the Hallmark trope, we just take the two hottest, youngest. Mm. What do you call it? Uh, yeah, and mash them together. Should be Peter and June. But. I, I think we should subvert tropes where we can. Oh. I, I think from the, the establishing questions, like uh, Gee and Granny, like like Granny knows that Gee's not quite the the, the business badass that they at least claim to claim to be. Yeah. Yeah, an elderly romance. I like that. Kind of like the 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 romance in the Princess Diaries between uh, Julie Andrews as Queen of Genovia and her bodyguard is like the mm. first the first like uh, elderly romance I remember being like yeah wait I kind of fuck with this <laughs> I mean with Julie Andrews is involved yes yeah. um or possibly Granny and Ted mm. that could work. Ted X anybody is uh, <laughs> uh, something I'm I'm willing to work with. I think yeah. we need to properly introduce Ted before throwing him into a romance, but also yes. So Ted obviously is going to be coming down the chimney, you know, cleaning cleaning out the family of yeah. possums that got stuck in there. Uh-huh. Wait, who is Ted romancing? Is it going to be a PC? Is it going to be Granny or? Yes, it can be, or it can be anybody. It, it would be a kind of a waste to have a, an NPC NPC romance having having made characters. Granny could probably work her way into somehow into uh, June or Gee. I think so looking at your stories. Well, I don't know what Granny's age is. The fact that she's called Granny is making me assume 70 or 80. Yep, that, that would be correct. Okay. It is, it is definitely a wild stretch for anybody except for Gee, and probably even a wild stretch for Gee. <laughs> I think it's a little bit too much because June is in her like early 30s. Right, so unless it was Harold and Maude, which... Fantastic movie. Loved it and everything that it said. Yes. I, I'm not sure I'm ready today to play a Herald. Could we maybe yeah. like finagle Granny down to 70s and Gee up to 60s? I'm not the progenitor of Gee, but I could see Gee as like a well-preserved, like 
uh, has enough money to afford to spend time at the gym and like be kind of anal about nutrition and everything. Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the reasons that he mentions that he doesn't celebrate every birthday is because that's one of the ways that he can sort of on paper at least convince himself that he's about 40 years old mm-hmm. when he's considerably older than that. If if you don't celebrate it, it doesn't count. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just just like Christmas. Just oh, like Christmas. Just like Christmas. All right. So we're looking at a a, a granny and ghee. I like mm-hmm. this granny and ghee. Okay. Let's get it. Ooh, they're both secret benefactors. True. That hey. is true. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder it like I, I feel like it would be easier for Gee to see Granny doing something generous than for Granny to see Gee like making a donation to a charity. Oh shit, shit, shit. I've got it. Uh picking up the Christmas magic, um, using the move bringing people together. You both mm-hmm. are like doing this like anonymous drop offs to the same charity at the same time. And like you bump into each other with like your your big briefcase full of money or your bag of toys, like dressed for snooping, but like that's where you run into each other. Possibly in or around the church. Ooh, yes. Saint uh, Saint Nicholas, Presbyterian. Um, and if it's all right, just because I have this very specific visual in mind, if it could be immediately outside the church. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of your creation, Libby. What's Saint Nicholas look like? At night. I think that it's a small stone church. Like, I think that the length of it runs down the slope. So you enter at on the side wall. So the there are, like, big stained glass windows. Or not, like, big stained glass windows because this isn't, like, a, you know, big town. They probably couldn't afford that. But there are stained glass windows on the side. And I think you probably have some like pretty standard stained glass window scenes, but you des- definitely also have some very like bright, you know, like red St. Nicholas um, icons as well, and then candles in them. So they're kind of softly lit from the inside. But yeah, other than that, just like pretty standard, like humble, like stone church. So who, who gets there first? I get there first. Um... Because I'm making a, a very large cash donation, but also um, I've flown in uh, six or seven of my Rudies um, <laughs> who are helping out. And what they're surreptitiously doing is a massive, massive upgrade to some of the lighting for the church so that it can be illuminated in a very beautific Christmas magic way for the, the big reveal on um, Christmas Eve. Ooh. There is a like a large fir tree out in front of the church. Oh yes, that, that they normally decorate for Christmas time. Yes, and actually, the that Christmas tree is also being replaced with a tree which is about twice as large <laughs> and decorated like four times as carefully and deliciously as the previous tree. Mm-hmm. So the the helicopter probably figures into this as we're airlifting one tree out and airlifting another tree in, also under cover of night. 
supposedly surreptitiously, but that was a, a little bit louder than we wanted it to be. But anyway, the Rudys are hard at work. And uh, Granny, uh, you've come to like place your your gifts under this Christmas tree. But like, so you're there late at night and you're witnessing the tree being moved. What do you do? Uh, I start shuffling up uh, and I look up at the tree, arms akimbo, and I'm like, oh, does everything have to change in this town? What was wrong with the old tree? I just shout into the ether, thinking that no one's going to hear me. Uh, and and start sorting through my uh, my bag full of uh, Christmas presents, all labeled with the names of the children uh, in town, uh, with uh, from Santa written on them. And I'm not sure whether I should put them down. I don't know. It's, I'm not making two trips up. I'm an old lady, so I'm uh, you know going to see what's see what's going on. So, Gee, you've kind of like stood back to admire your your handiwork of a a good thing made better when this let's let's be real beautiful older woman (laughs) has just sort of snuck up the hill and shouted something and then started like digging through this bag and placing the most perfectly wrapped presents under this newly perfect tree I use double-sided tape so that you can't even see where. Oh, where that's oh my mm. gosh! Seamless. Absolutely. I mean, it has to look like it's magic, you know, because it's it it is magic. It's my magic. Oh God! Well, I mean, it is beautiful. It is beautiful indeed. Hello. Your presence has made this tree even better. I don't think it could have been improved by anything more than the presents you brought. Well, a Christmas tree always needs good presents under it. Can't trust anyone else with the task, but I do see that this tree is maybe not better than the one we had before, but it is certainly a lot sparklier and larger, and town's children will take a great deal of pleasure from that. Uh, so, Guy, without really saying anything, tries to help with the placement of the presents. Don't stop! Don't touch! And right at that moment, their hands touch as they toss all over one single present. (laughs) Mm. Uh, I'm gonna pick up the uh, misunderstandings card and use the move, put somebody in a compromising situation. Uh, (laughs) I I think when your, your hands touch... Like, there's a, a brief kind of bit of panic, and, uh, uh, Granny, you kind of, like, like, slip on some, uh, like, some ice that had been, like, kind of newly formed around the tree. Like, it kind of melted when, uh, the tree got moved and then froze over into ice. So you kind of, like, like, slide forward into, uh, into Guy's arms. Oh, God! Gosh, darn it! <laughs> Excuse me, sir! Didn't mean, I didn't mean... I didn't mean to... I. That wasn't what I... Uh, I cheap to myself. I didn't intend to invade your space. I, I didn't intend for my space to be over here for you to invade it. Gee, this is kind of a, an unfamiliar situation for you, certainly. Um, people 
don't tend to slide into your arms uh, purposefully or accidentally all that often. What memory does this awake in you? When was the last time this sort of thing happened? Oh, goodness. The last time this sort of thing happened was probably 45 years ago. Me and my few friends from marching band actually went ice skating. Yeah, we were sort of arm in arm skating around the rink and uh, bumped into something or other and ended up in a tangle on the ice. And uh, just laying there on the ice was one of the warmest things I ever remember. Granny, same question to you. When is the last time something like this happened? I don't think it's ever happened to Granny. She was married, but it was much a marriage of convenience. They lived together well, they operated together well, and she truly grieved when he passed. This is new. There was a spark when their hands touched, and now she's in his arms. She's confused and flustered. This is something that happens to young maidens still looking at unicorns and thinking that you can have them. Love the the stealth last unicorn reference. Thank you. (laughs) Acknowledge. Uh, I'll pick up Christmas Christmas magic, and I think somewhere deep down in uh, your heart there, Granny, you think that although this is uh, something that you previously thought only happens to young people. Maybe this is a Christmas miracle for you, for all the good that you've done to kids, for kids um, in your spincery life, that perhaps you deserve a bit of happiness and perhaps you deserve to be vulnerable uh, in front of this person that you are entangled with and uh, this nudge of nutmeg in your heart tells you to uh, take that leap. Uh, her wiry arms relax, and she raises her stony eyes up to look at Gee, and they melt to the brown that they used to be. And then Gee does what? Um. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes also melt to the brown that they used to be, and strangely as their eyes meet and sort of melt into a communal brown as they gaze at each other the i don't know if i can grab christmas magic or if i even need it but the reindeer that run through the town at this very moment run through town just past and two of the reindeer strangely hang back and and approach one behind granny and one behind Dee. And they stop and snortle a bit and gently, with their noses, push these two together. And uh, I, I think Max, in a, a voiceover, is, is heard to say, Love looks not with the eyes, but with the mind, and therefore is winged Cupid painted blind. As the cam- camera pulls out, we, we fade to black on that scene. I think that's a good, like endings oh what happens to the rest of the yeah like it's a a short little christmas niblet but i think maybe we can do one more like town scene maybe like wrapping up the restaurant and and then end on the parade i think the restaurant is wrapped up uh okay yeah we can we could do a parade yeah we we can each each describe uh some puppets or floats and Describe where your character ends the story and how they feel about everyone else or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good old epilogue. 
Yeah, so fast forwarding to Christmas Day, all wrongs are, are forgiven, the restaurant is saved, Guy and Granny have, have found love. The credit union uh, has a lot of lot of new business to responsibly manage with uh, an eye towards fairness rather than profit. And numerous puppets and floats walk down the main street of Hokiomansville. What sights are seen? What, uh, what is in the crowd? Who is, who is leading the, the parade this year? Ted's leading the parade this year. <laughs> oh my gosh, he has a, he has a tiny, uh, like, little mock sleigh that is being dragged along. He's not in it, but it's being dragged along by a small fleet of opossums. Yes. yes. <laughs> Ted, the holistic exterminator slash wildlife rehab slash Santa Claus. What a a guy. What a catch, that Ted. What a catch. I kind of want, um, in the kind of, like, best of all kind of way for June to be playing, like, a pantomime kind of character of uh, Mr. Moneybags. Like, just, like, fat cat banger (laughs) with, like, big fistfuls of fake dollars. And then having someone else from the town be playing the like Santa Claus character who just like comes over and like bonks him on the head with a giant foam hammer and yes of course Santa Claus defeats yeah. capitalism in this hey this is a hard movie yeah. Re- rewrite the ideology to whatever extent we yeah. want so you you take that knowledge back to your homeland Peter Santa Claus defeats capitalism <laughs> uh, Granny uh, Nicolmit. Uh, is looking much warmer, much better dressed. Uh, she's actually combed her hair, and uh, she's uh, standing at the parade next to Gee, and occasionally reaches into her bag and uh, giggles, and uh, she spreads those little tiny peppermint sticks. They're only like three quarters of an inch long, and giggles. And then occasionally, like, stoops down to a child and growls, and then laughs. Is Guy up there with them? Oh, yes, absolutely. Scattering candy as well and giggling. Something he's never done before. I'm kind of seeing Guy looking like, um, trying to wear more, like, cozy, rustic clothes and, like, plaid and so on and so forth, but not really knowing how to do it, so he just looks kind of stupid. Guy has definitely, like, mixed plaids. Mm-hmm. Yes. The patterns don't match at all. And it's just like, this is this is folksy, right? Yes. So, uh, Max is part of a regional theater group. The, t- the town itself isn't that big enough to have one on its own. They are just putting on their float just their performing King Lear with Max as the lead. Like, in, in its entirety. Oh my God. Like, for the length the parade runs. So they, they don't get that far into it. Like, nobody knows what's going on, because, like, they're, they're passing a stationary crowd. But it is, like, the highlight of of Max's preteen years to, to be in this parade, like, screaming about how her daughters have betrayed her. <laughs> and, uh, Rudy's just... Oh, yeah! Beautiful! That's my girl! No. 
Peter has filmed all of this uh, with very expensive camera equipment, um, and this could be like cut to like several days after the parade. Um, it's a huge hit on TikTok and WeChat and all that, um, and uh, the town is getting uh, a lot of tourism, like um, what do you call it, uh, reservations for next year. Um, like a lot of people want to come and visit and see the parade for themselves and it's getting a huge influx of cash and because uh, of the exposure Peter has uh, filmed and edited and commented and, and added on to the internet. And Justin down in the tourist center is like, yes! You can totally use this! <laughs> oh my goodness! Brilliant! You mean it's just it's just like video, but you make it shorter? It's so simple. You gotta show me how to do it! The end. Like, it scrolls across the screen. <laughs> Kid with the xylophone, I swear. <laughs> that yeah. was really funny. Alright, that's, that's the game. Merry Christmas from <laughs> everybody who celebrates it to everybody who celebrates it. And to all a good night. Pot of wonder. Pot of wonder. Pot of, Pot of wonder. Pot of wonder. Pot of light. Right. Westward leading Podcast light. This has been Pot of Wonder. You can find us on Twitter at Pod of Wonder, and you can email us at podofwonder at gmail.com. The music featured in today's episode is, in order of appearance, Christmas Card by Junior85, Santa's Lunch Hour by Dion Key, Julia by Jezar, Winter Sky by Jezar, and Pleasant Anticipation by Dion Keith.